Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. State University, a little taste of spring here. It's been uh, warm over the last several days. It's going to continue that way as spring is right around the corner. Join us, Land and Bussy program here from the Davy Whitney Arena. This place will be packed on Saturday as the Braves take on Jackson State, the two hottest teams in the league. Both teams have won four in a row. And moving on up in the standings, big battle coming up here on Saturday, but the Braves got it done this past weekend, Florida A&M and Bethune-Cookman, and we'll talk about those games. You can join the conversation, 601-301-2611. You can text a question. I'm on X, formerly Twitter, Tall Man Radio. Let's get right into it. Braves head coach Landon Bussey. Coach, congratulations. We keep on keeping on. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, I know your focus is heavy on Jackson State. It's a big game. It's a big rival game, as we all know. Everybody's talking about it. But these last couple of games at home, you know, you're talking about getting tripped up at home. We lost three games at home, but we got back on track at home with the Florida teams. Yeah, we did a good job of um, putting two games together back-to-back at home. So um, we have opportunity to get three in a row at home and continue to move up in the standings. So that's our focus right now. How does it feel to be moving up in the standings? I mean, we were in eighth place, ninth place, but – slowly but surely as we've won games and other things have happened in front of us we've been able to move up um yeah i mean the biggest thing is right now is winning basketball games that's what it always been um winning basketball games so the more we win basketball games the more we go up in the standing but it's just going to take for us to continue to practice harder each and every game um each and every day um, we probably got to probably about anywhere between 13 to 15 more practices for the rest of the season so every practice counts um every every weight session film session uh, warm-up, pregame, everything counts. So hopefully the attention to detail is there for the remainder of the year. With this down the stretch, I mean, we've got this game today, two in Texas, and then we come home for Valley and Pine Bluff. Do you think the team is getting that attention to detail? You've done it since day one. You know, I remember you here in July working out six players, including Sinkovich and a few others, and your attention to detail was intense in July. Do you think with this group they're getting – or do they have that attention to detail? Well, it it, it goes up and down. Um, I think that we was heading a, a corner to where we was, you know, going up in the upper direction. Um, but I do think that, you know, we wasn't very detailed and focused the family game for 40 minutes. I think that we kind of took our foot off the gas. I think that um, we had a lot of undisciplined possessions, and I think we were too relaxed. 
We're talking with Braves head coach Landon Bussey. You can join the conversation via X Tall Man Radio or via text. Via X or via text. 601-301-2611. All right, let's start with Bethune Cookman from Daytona coming in here. Coach Reggie Theus's ball club, a team that uh, gave us fits at their place. So when you look at that game, Coach, 69 to 54, that lineup with Reggie Ward Jr., led by Zion Harmon. Uh, just talk about the challenges in dealing with uh, Bethune Cookman a second go round. Well, our focus was to take Zion Harmon and um, Hetty out the game, and I think we did a great job of that um, by just limiting their points, limiting their open shots. Um, I think Ward really hurt us, though. But I was proud. I mean, I think there was a complete 40 minutes of dominance, complete 40 minutes of us really locking in on the defensive end, making teams do their weaknesses. You know, we want to try to take away team strengths and make them go to their weakness. And I think we did a great job of that. For the first time, maybe the second time, I just heard you say 40 minutes of dominance. You've been waiting for a 40-minute game, and I thought maybe the preview game here was that. But the, you say we won by 15. 40 minutes of dominance, that's, that's some pretty good stuff. Yeah, I think the Bethune game was much better um, than the Prairie View game just due to it's not one stretch to where as though we took our foot off the gas, you know. There was times in the Prairie View game we kind of took our foot off the gas. So, you know, hopefully we can have another dominant performance and play well in front of our home fans Saturday. At the half of the Bethune-Cookman game, it was 34-21. to 21. Just talk about some of the things offensively and defensively we're able to accomplish in that game. Well, offensively, I think we did a good job of just getting some easy points. Got a lot of easy points. Got a lot of layups, um, offensive rebounds. Um, I think Tank had 10 rebounds uh, with probably about two or three offensive rebounds. So that really helped us out, um, just getting easy points. Defensively, we really wanted to do a good job of trying to take Zion Harmon out the game, denying him, making someone else beat us. And, you know, um, also we wanted to take Hetty out the game. But I think Ward stepped up tremendously, and um, I think he had about 25 to 27 points. When you talk about Harmon, in these last few games, we're dealing, we've are we been dealing with the top score, Brown of Mississippi Valley, Jalen Spear, a top three score. You talk about Harmon. Just just talk about Harmon compared to what we've seen with Brown of Valley, Spear. We're going to be looking at another top score against Jackson State. As a matter of fact, two top ten scores. So talk about, you know, uh, Harmon compared to what we've seen with Spear and Valley's Brown. Well, I mean, th this league has, has some really good scores, um, especially from the guard position. If it's Spears, if it's Harmon, if it's Ken Evans, if it's um, P.J. Henry, if it's Milton from Pine Bluff, if it's um, Madlock from Alabama State, um, you know, so this guard is known for having some really good scores. Uh, I'm sorry, this league is known for having some really good scores. So, it's, But I think us defensively, Collectively, we do a great job of trying to take guys out of their their offensive schemes by just denying, trapping, mixing it up, um, you know, forcing guys to their left hand or their right hand, forcing guys to shoot jump shots if they want to drive it. So it's just a, a variation of different defensive schemes we try to put together to um, make it tough on these guards. Well, you talked about Bethune-Cookman's top two, Harmon and Hetty, uh, 18 points between the two. I know you're happy with that defensive effort. Absolutely, absolutely, 18 points. I think that Harmon had 23 points alone in our first meeting. So to hold them two guys 18 points is really good when you got two of the best scorers in the, in the league. And, you know, Bethune averages probably about 80-something points a game. They lead the conference in scoring. We held them to 50, what, four? 50, yeah. So yep. that's pretty – I mean, we took them down 30, 30 points from the average. 
Um, and when you're able to do that, that's really good. How big of a challenge is that? I mean, you talked about the scores, the top scores. We're going to be looking at another one in Ken Evans. How much do you continue to preach that and taking those guys away, especially in the second half? I mean, we do a terrific job of taking guys away in the second half. They may get theirs in the first half. I think Brown Valley had, what, 20 in the first half. He had six points in the second half. Uh, we held him to just six points there. We do a good job of making adjustments. You do a good job. The team does in slowing and shutting guys down and shutting teams down in the second half. Yeah, I mean, we we, we go into halftime, especially if a guy is hot, going to halftime trying to make adjustments, trying to go into halftime trying to, you know, figure out how to slow these guys down, make somebody else beat us. Same thing at Valley. We want to make somebody else beat us besides Brown. We want to make somebody else beat us besides Spear. I mean, of course, you know, Saturday, we're going, you know, we're going to try to make somebody else beat us besides O'Neal and uh, Evans. Um, and we're going to see if they have the ability to do that. Braves win 69 to 54. Coach, looking at that game, four players in double figures, four of your starters in, in double figures. Uh, Thorne, who didn't play the other night, um, 16 points. His game is really coming around. You and I have been talking about it. Like we're waiting for him to come around. It looks like he's he's finding his sweet spot. Yeah, he's doing a good job of um, settling in, focusing on the defensive end, focusing on rebound. And once he do that, he'll start to make the more shot per perimeter shots. But the biggest thing for him is right now to continue to buy in defensive end, stay solid, don't gamble, and create second-chance opportunities to get himself going or get into the free-throw line. And once he sees the ball going to the basket, he'll make shots. Yeah, talk about Thorne as a defender. We know he can score, but talk about him as a defender. He's really good defensively. He's really good defensively because he has the athleticism. He has the toughness. He has the versatility. Um, one thing he does have to prove in is just being more disciplined and not gambling. Um, and that's what we're working on him with is just being solid and not trying to shoot the gap every time, not, you know, overextended trying to get a deflection, just being solid and being disciplined. Speaking of solid, uh, Peugeot has stepped up. Talk about the decision to insert him in the starting lineup. Um, I mean, he just – he earned it. He worked, you know. I, I don't think I, I don't think I'd make the starting lineup. They make that the, the players. They do it themselves in practice. You know who's who's been efficient, who's producing, who's practicing the hardest, who's giving me what I need on both sides of the ball. So, um, and I let them determine the starting lineup. And Bayard in the, in the game against uh, Bethune Cookman had ten points, uh, ten rebounds, and talk about that. Just get, coming off the bench for him, getting the ten rebounds. Yeah, I mean, he's a really good basketball player. Um, he's very good on both sides of the ball. He can finish with his left. He can finish with his right. Um, he rebounds at a very, very high very high rate. Um, but for him to get 10 rebounds for us is huge, you know, because now you got him and J.K. down there. And same thing with Mike. to get a lot of rebounds for us. How good did it feel to come home and kind of get off the schneid at home? Because the last time we were here, tough games with Southern and Grambling. I mean, it feels really good. It feels really good because, you know, Prior to this weekend, we was one and three at home in conference, and that's that's unacceptable. You know, you've got to have some type of advantage. You got to protect home court. So, you know, now we want to continue to do that. We want to continue to protect home court. We want to have. We want to go three and zero. Um, we're right now we're two and zero at home. Now we got one more step, which is Jack State. It's a rivalry game. Um, we'll come out ready to play. Um, that's not. You know, that's not the question at all. The question is, can we stay maintain focus and buy in to the defensive side of the ball for 40 minutes. We'll come out ready to play. We'll come out, get a six to eight point lead at some point. Um, but can we maintain a, a focus throughout the whole game? You were talking about making adjustments at home. 
and just talking with different people how on the road you got it locked in i mean locked and ready to go you circle the wagons the discipline the focus and you've talked about it how on the road there's no issues there but having that same deal at home and you said you're going to make some adjustments in terms of the focus uh, do you care to share any of those any of those things the adjustments that you've made you know especially the last week we're at home again on saturday we you know we're home for a good stretch can you talk about some of those adjustments well for one it was you know our practice schedule We'll change up a little bit instead of practicing on Wednesday. We practice on Tuesday now. Wednesday's the off day. Um, Shoot-arounds on the day of the game is a lot earlier. I don't want them guys sleeping in. I want them guys up and waking up and, and um, getting off their feet. I don't want them just hanging out in their room sleeping. So we move shoot-around time up, um, clean some stuff up on the bench, um, just, you know, trying to um, just find ways to get together more folks. So a lot of changes that we made, and um, right now it has been effective. You know, of course, the players don't agree with the changes, but, you know, it's working. You know, it's working as far as the focus is there. Uh, I was surprised. I was I saw Hawkins earlier today, and I just assumed that Tuesday was the day off, and Wednesday you have your 3 o'clock to 5, and we get here and set up. But So now today, Wednesday, as we shoot this, you're off on Wednesday. How's the Tuesday practice, though, now that you're into that? Because you got a game on Monday, you kind of come right back on Tuesday. Well, just a recovery and more so teaching. Um, as you know, in practice, I, I don't do too much teaching. Um, it's a lot of intensity and, um, you know, get the job done or let me find somebody else to do it. So now, now we're using Tuesday practice as a recovery teaching. And uh, one thing we are spending a lot of time in is our zone offense. So yesterday we spent a lot of time on zone offense, just teaching, um, adding a few plays, just understanding angles, where to set the screen at the timing of the zone plays. Because right now a lot of people are going to play us in zone. So we'll be ready. Tuesday practices, are they intense? Uh, nah. do, you, do, do, you, do, you, do you back off on Because we know how intense you are. And, you know, weight room, film, all of that. So it, so Tuesday is the lighter version of landing Bussy after a game. Well, it, it all depends how they come out here and focus. And, you know, a lot of times I don't think they do a good job of when we're not doing a lot of running for them to stay focused. You know, they like to have side conversations and, you know, drift off. And, you know, their focus isn't there when you're not really getting on them. So it all depends on, on how they approach it. If they could just stay locked in and we could do some teaching, it could go smooth. But if they can't stay focused, then, you know, we've got to turn the intensity up. This time of year, and I think I heard you say this a couple of weeks ago, practices aren't that long now. I mean, you, you know, you're not going a good hour, hour and change if you just lock in and focus for that period of time. You're in and out of here. I mean, this this time of year, is that, that kind of how it works? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this time of year, you're just really reviewing a lot of stuff, really, you know, making sure the guys stay in shape, make sure they stay sharp. Um, but you also want to, you know, add a few things and just start to get prepared. You know, you see, you know, changes and adjustments that um, that you need to improve in from the last game. You definitely want to show them a film that hopefully in practice you're able to make them changes. Speaking of, of changes, uh, Sinkovich is getting more minutes. Love to see the ball go in the bucket for him. He's getting to the free throw line. You're impressed with how he's able to throw his body around and get some tough boards. Well, yeah, I mean, he had five offensive rebounds. Um, but, you know, I'm not sure how many second-chance points we had. We had six second-chance points to 15 offensive rebounds. That's unacceptable. That means that we're not doing a good job of focusing and making the right read after you get the offensive rebound. You know, 15 offensive rebounds and six points. I mean, it's like and it's, we should have only got three then. Yeah. So. Braves get their third win in a row, a win over Bethune-Cookman. All right, Coach, Florida A&M, a team coming in here 2-10 and 10 in the conference, and uh, they, they gave us all kinds of 
<laughs> but we made shots and we slowed them down down the stretch. Talk about Florida A&M. Yeah, we came out hot. We came out hot. The defensive intensity was there the first seven minutes of the game. Um, made a few changes and subs, and I think that we kind of fell off a little bit. But we didn't close out the head the right way. You know, um, Jeremiah missed two free throws, and I think Tank missed the dunk. Then they hit a half-court shot. I mean, that's a 15-point swing right there. That's 15 points. Um, instead of going up 15 and a half, you're only going up eight. That's a huge difference. So, um, and then we came out the half flat. And so we, you know, we kept them around, kept them around. When we had opportunity to, you know, dominate, be dominant for 40 minutes, w which we didn't. So, um, but, you know, of course, at any time of the year when you get a win, you, you, you probably want to take it, um, no matter how you get it. Talk about Spear. Compare his game to some of the other top scorers. I mean, he's good. He's, he's a really good basketball player just due to his ability to score at all three levels. Um, like I said, he's a legit 6'2", can shoot high range, can shoot it, um, gets to the basket, 15-footer. He's able to, you know, get to the free throw line. Um, and one thing about it is, you know, fam, you did, they didn't miss no free throws. So that really hurt us, too, that they went to the free throw line. They was 100%. They shot like 22 free throws, and they made all 22. So that's pretty hard to do. Um, when you're talking about trying to keep teams out, being physical. Uh, we're a physical basketball team on the defensive side of the ball, and when a team isn't missing free throws, it's tough. And then you were looking at it, Ambrose didn't miss right there. Uh, to be exact, Coach, 21 for 21 from the free throw line, and this was a FAMU team that was kind of near the bottom tier as a team in conference on the free throw line, and we you concerned about putting them on the line too much? Are we doing a good job defensively in keeping teams off the line? No, I mean, I think we could, no. I mean, fam, you game, we could have did a lot better. You know, when guys get biased, we're, we're reaching, we're, we're, we're flop, um, we're, we're just throwing our hands up. We're, we're not walling up. We're not um, getting over the help time in enough time. We're just not doing a great job when our secondary defense isn't doing a great job. Now, our primary defense is pretty good. But once we get you get past our primary defense, I feel as though that's when our defense is breaking down. Braves get the big win, 79-68. to 68. Coach Jalen Hawkins stepped up. When FAMU made that last push, Jalen Hawkins hit two big threes. Talk about that sequence down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, the shots that he made was huge. I mean, we was, we was, we was in a bind to a way that we couldn't make shots, we couldn't score. And he hit two huge threes to help us secure the victory. And then Mike came up with a big steal and one. So, um, you know, like I said, we spent a lot of time with Jalen Hawkins shooting the ball. Um, and it paid off. When you talk about Jalen Hawkins and his development, and he was in here in the arena shooting around uh, just probably an hour and a half ago. Um, what's the next step for him in terms of, you know, I look at Otis Walker, who, who we've had in the past, spot-up shooter that can hit big shots. You know what he did for us when he was here. Is Jalen Hawkins kind of coming around to be, be that guy? Um, that's two completely different basketball players right there. But as far as making shots, I mean, Jalen Hawkins is the score. You know, I want him to be a little more aggressive on the offensive end. Um, but he's a score. And I think the biggest thing is his confidence. got to make sure he's there at all times because he can score um, with the best of them. You know, he, he can really score the basketball. So I think the biggest thing for him is to continue to have confidence seeing that ball go in the basket. Braves win 79-68 to 68 in that game, Coach. Uh, Turnovers, we took advantage of the turnovers, Coach, 25 to 6 plus 19 points off turnovers, so we were opportunistic there. Yeah, that was that was pretty good for us to, you know, force a lot of turnovers um, 
and get some easy points. The biggest thing right now is we want to get as many easy points as we can. If that's in transition, if that's off turnovers, that's second chance points, or if that's on the free throw line. Uh, talk about Benet, Coach. Um, I in late in the game when their big Grant and he was he was a monster. Fifteen points and seven rebounds. He didn't do a lot in Tallahassee, but uh, he was the go-to guy. What was what was the issue in trying to slow him down? He was in foul trouble. He eventually fouled out, and you sub Benet in. And Coach Payne made the, 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 the comment, hey, get him out of the game, foul him out. He, he didn't, but he, Grant eventually fouled out. What was the challenge in dealing with the, with, with the big guy, Grant? Um, he just, he's just a very skilled big body, very skilled, very strong, very versatile to score with his left or his right. Um, he, and um, they do a great job of running sets for him to ISO him on the block to clearing out the help side um, by just putting shooters around him. So for us, really, it was just an adjustment. Um, we're trying to we're trying to stop Spears from getting going, but then we also got to worry about uh, Grant um, not getting off too. The AMU they didn't play like a team, a two-win conference team. They they came and that just proves the point again. You know we had a I mean we were off big early. We we're up by as many as 15 in the first half, and uh, they tied it up and they had, they had a quick lead. They they led uh, they led by two early in the second half. And uh, they had a nine-point scoring run. They led by as many as four overall with 11-19 left. So this, this FAMU team was very tricky in two meetings this year. Yeah, I mean, any game right now is going to be tough. Any game right now coming down to the wire. So we just got to make sure we stay in focus, paying attention to details, and making sure we close out the game the right way. Thorne uh, didn't play the other day. What's his status going forward? He'll play, um, he'll play the remainder of the season. Okay, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll look ahead to Jackson State. And uh, last week, we talked a little bit about recruiting. There was a question that came in about that. So we'll take a break here. We'll look ahead to JSU. We saw them January the 6th. They won 88-80. to 80. And we'll talk about this team the second go-around. The two hottest teams in the conference. The Braves have won four in a row. Jackson has won four in a row. One of the big games of the week on Saturday. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back after this timeout. Here at Alcorn, we understand that we share some commonalities with one another. So in some ways, we're already family. Seeing everybody, seeing more people that like look like me and had the same mannerisms as me, it was fantastic. The variety of people here really made me feel at home. When I stepped on campus, it felt like I was supposed to be here. When they say the grass is greener here, they really mean it. Alcorn provides our students with the knowledge, the skills, and the attitudes they need to go out in the workforce to provide the best quality client-centered care. This program is very beneficial. I think that they have provided me a lot more information to help guide my nurse practice. We are preparing a well-rounded student who's able to go out and go out abroad in the workforce. The faculty give us the knowledge we need in order to go out there in the hospital and save lives. Bussy program. Coach, uh, we talked with assistant Andre Payne last week about recruiting. Uh, talk about where you are on that and how, how deep and detailed this time of year. When you and I talked last year about recruiting, how you're focused so much on the season and you kind of dig into recruiting 
bit on the back end this year is that kind of the same thing or you, you're a little bit more into the recruiting and trying to build for the future now well you, i mean it's kind of you know hit and miss just due to you you want to also focus on the transfer portal as well too so you want to attack high school you want to take junior college but you also want to you know give up all your scholarship early and then you miss out on a, a program changer that you might not get until late july just due to the inner transfer portal whatever the case may be but um right now of course we're focused on the season but we're also you know out there looking for you know six eleven guy who can protect their rim be a little bit like Shaq. So if you know somebody, let me know. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely uh, that's that's still on your mind. Trying to, and I know this off this past season, you got Benet and Sinkovich, and I remember you telling me that you know Texas Southern's obviously been a thorn in our side the postseason. Trying to match up with the bigs, the toughness in the post of TSU, and of course the rest of the league too, which is getting bigger. We saw Grant, he's about six eleven and three whatever, two eighty two ninety three, trying to find guy like that just a space eater and someone in the post yeah, absolutely um texas southern has done an unbelievable job of you know finding post players that crash the glass and create second chance opportunities um so you know it was very important for us to try to clean up this uh, area as far as making sure we lim limit them to one shot so we have opportunity to do a better job of it uh, march the fourth when we go down to texas southern and, of course, you know, that game right there will be big for uh, seeding. So we'll see if, you know, we did a good job recruiting to fix this area. You, you, does the transfer portal take you off the road in terms of going to see players? There's so much you can see on film. Does it, does it take coaches out of the high school gyms? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you're not going to load your team up with a lot of 17, 18-year-olds. And this team over here got 23, 24-year-olds. You know, physicality is just not going to match up when you talk about competing, you know. So, of course. All right, let's take a look at Jackson State, Coach. 88 to 80, January 6th. Um, what is it that you see in this JSU team? They've won four in a row. We've won four in a row. They've changed. They've had some injuries. And, of course, we've had our share. What is it about this team, the second go-round, as you watch them, they, they – uh, they had a lead against Bethune-Cookman and held on. Uh, the lay went scoreless the last three minutes and beat Bethune-Cookman the other day. So what do you see in Jackson State? Another top score we're going to be seeing. Well, one thing we're going to do a better job of, we, we're going to dictate the game. Um, I think um, at Jackson State, we played how they wanted to play. They controlled the, they, they, the whole game for 40 minutes. Um, we're going to control this game, and we're going to get up pressure down. We're going to get up and make these guys work. And, um really do a lot of zigzagging and, and denying, you know, inbounds, like how we've been playing the last two games. So we're going to try to dictate the game. We're going to try to see if they can handle our pressure, but we're not going to let them control the game like how they did um, in January. 88 points. It had been, and I looked at the numbers. We talked about it, giving up 88 points in a, in a conference game. Since you've taken over this program, it, it didn't happen. It hasn't happened very often. So that was highly unusual. We talked about Ken Evans. Talk about the type of score that he is. Number two in the league in scoring, averaging 17.6 a game. Yeah, we're, we're just going to try to make it tough on him. Um, we want to try to limit his easy shots. We want to try to contest each shot without fouling. Um, but we also want to attack him on the offensive end. Um, maybe hopefully we get him in some type of foul trouble. But we, we, we want to be very, very physical with him and denying him and trapping him and try to mix different defenses up um, to throw his rhythm off. How important is it then for Kendall to stay in the game and stay locked in and not get into foul trouble. I think he's done a 
he's done a nice job of, of staying in the game down the stretch when we need him the most. Well, he got fouled out, the, he got fouled out last game, but he got to do a better job of not picking up, you know, so many early fouls. And a lot of fouls he's picking up is unnecessary. Um, he got to be smart. He got to understand his value towards his team that, you know, sometimes you might got to give up something just to stay in the game longer. But if he's in the stance and he's rotating the right way, he'll be fine. You t we talked about Evans. Talk about O'Neal. He's averaging 15 a game. Um, he's a guy who could get it done on the glass. Um, he's a he's a huge, you know, president on the inside, rebounds the ball at a very high level, finishes above the rim. Um, but the biggest thing with him is just, you know, us trying to do a great job of keeping him off the glass, finding the body, um, and li limiting him to one shot. And Colty Young, last time they were here, Colty Young, right back in that corner, he had a big three. Uh, are, are they a little bit better three-point shooting team? They had some threes in that first meeting, January 6th. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're shooting the ball they're shooting the ball well. They're shooting the ball at a very high rate. So, you know, uh, we want to make sure that we continue to close out. Um, if it's Ken Evans, if it's Cody Young, if it's um, any of them guys who have can stretch the floor from behind the yard. But, you know, if we do what we're supposed to do, we'll be fine. Coach, it's going to be pretty intense in here. I have a feeling that, you know, we're hot. They're hot. Two of the hottest teams. The intensity is there. I know you're going to be lathered up and ready to go. Oh, you, you ain't got to worry about if I'm ready. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about if I'm ready. <laughs> Coach, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Thank you. That's the Braves head coach, Landon Bussey. We'll take a timeout here. Nate Kilbert standing by. We'll get to it after this timeout on the Braves Sports Network. Founded in 1920, the Southwestern Athletic Conference has produced some of the most iconic names in sports. Alabama A&M, Alabama State, Alcorn State, Bethune-Cookland, Florida A&M, Grambling State, Jackson State, Mississippi Valley State, Prairie View A&M, Southern, Texas Southern, and the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff have united to embark on a new era of greatness. The Southwestern Athletic Conference, building champions for life. Thank <laughs> you.